Last time, on Taverns and Caverns Side Stories. After carefully crossing the Falgar River, we stepped into the lands of Zogun. Once we make it past Zogun, we must traverse the lands of the decaying wastes where the Azurian Brotherhood's stronghold lies. Not long after entering Zogun, we were attacked by a band of orcs from the Darkfin Marshes, whom I would assume worshipped the evil god Roktar. Before they could do us harm, though, we were surrounded by a group of goblinoid soldiers whom bear the title of the Invisible Swords of Zogun. They were led by a half-orc warpriest who called himself Broxark of the Octatic Divine. And with their help, we were saved by the orcish band and traveled to the town of Ezek, where Broxarg, with his magic, was able to revive our fallen friend Luna. This miracle was one that I'll never forget. I can finally begin to see the light towards the end of the tunnel. My journey is almost complete. However, we must continue to stay vigilant against the forces who race to stop us. Side Stories Episode 17 Sorceress of Aloria, Part 9 So everyone's able to get a long rest. You're all well rested. You got your spells back. Kai, you're able to spend this lovely night with your companion after it's been a couple of days. Luna is back with you. She remembers who you are. You do notice she is a little bit weaker, so you might refrain from her doing any possible combat if possible, just based off of how she's physically moving around. You have oh, yeah. you have the she idea that she is not person. yeah, she is not in any way, shape, or form in a good state to fight. So keep that in mind. After I uh, get paid for this mission, I might invest in wolf armor. <laughs> is that a so thing? Can be. <laughs> the, uh, depending on the dungeon master. But you all wake up. It's early morning. And you notice as you're all getting up, Broxarg is having breakfast with many of his soldiers. And as he does, so he welcomes you all as you wake one at a time. And you all are able to eat on the house. And Broxard, he's going to stand up full armor. After a couple of hours, he stands outside and he waits for you all to step out. And he begins to talk to you. And as this is going on, you notice that, you know, there's several people, merchants, travelers in and out of this town. It's it's a hub for people to do trade, do business, and to stop and rest. You notice a couple of merchants with wagons they're heading into the direction that you're heading you notice people coming from that that direction going all over all over sorts of every direction possible and as broxark waits for you guys he looks over at the group and he looks down at luna ah seems like the pup is feeling much better today (laughs) well my fine adventurers it is that time that I must leave you. I have a duty to perform for the next couple of weeks, and I wish you safe travels to the Azurian Brotherhood. Know this. I have sent word to both my compatriots in Galacron's end, as well as a message to those at the Azurian Brotherhood. They know that you are on your way. Galacron's end. They will send someone, if, if not I once I'm done here, to the Azurian stronghold to speak with them as well as you if you are hopefully still there. It's going to take you some time to get through Zogun. Now keep this in mind. Even though it is well guarded here and it's for the most part safe, there are still monsters that lurk in the lands of Zogun. 
So don't think you are completely safe from monsters such as trolls, hags, and whatnot. Now, whoever is chasing you, I have told many of the men here to keep eyes on lookout for any possible people that might have armor from the Koldarian soldiers or people that may look like they might be from a shy. But don't let that make you feel 100% safe. Keep your eyes on your wits about you at all times. I wish you a self tra safe travels, and I have five soldiers here that will be accompanying you. The five of them are lovely hobgoblins that have served under my command for many years. You can trust them. They are skilled with the sword, and they are skilled in combat. They will serve you well and do their best to protect you. Now, they are tasked to take you to Gaul's Watch. And once you get to Gaul's Watch, you are to be met by several of the Azurian Brotherhood. Soldiers, as you will, that will help accompany you to the Azurian Stronghold. And with that, you have my thanks and good day. Safe travels, my friends. And with that, Broxar is going to turn around and he's going to crack his old back. Ah, let's get going. And he gets onto his horse. Let's go now. Let's go. And he's going to leave the party there with the remaining soldiers of his squad. And they're going to leave town of Izik. And there's five hobgoblins that step forward, all in armor, looking at the party and they nod to Eska as she is truthfully the the leader of this party for the time being and she nods to the five of them and then she looks at the four of you I feel much safer having these five soldiers with us now just because we have additional soldiers though keep your wits about you they don't care if we have 10 or 20 or 100 people at our backs they will strike us without hesitation and she looks over at Kai, and then at Luna, and she smiles down at Luna. It is a pleasure to have you back with us, dear friend. Kai, I'm assuming you are at ease now that your friend is back with us. Definitely feel a lot better. Good. I am happy to hear that. Is everyone ready? We make haste westwards to the Azurian, or I'm sorry, to Gar's Watch. Everyone prepared. As much as one can be. At least I got a decent amount of sleep for once. Yalar and Sam, how about the two of you? I'm good. Yalar yourself? Yalar taps his new acquired shield. Oh, I'm definitely ready now. She chuckles a bit and then nods. Very well. Well, let us go. And with that, you make way westward towards Gar's watch. It is on the complete opposite side of Zogun. You know you're going to pass the Laroque Stronghold. There's another major town known as Crete before you get to Gar's Watch. Gar's Watch is on the west border of Zogun along the territory going into the Decaying Waste. But we're going to go ahead and say that the five soldiers that are with you, they are a pleasure to be around. They all have some fun personalities. You know, when you speak with them, they talk back in a pleasant way. None of them seem to sound like they're not wanting to be here or that they're annoyed that they were ordered to accompany you. They're all very pleasant soldiers. And a couple of days go by, you're traveling with these soldiers. Again, you're on the main road from Izik. You know, you pass people, you pass people that are slower than your party. There's people coming from the opposite direction passing you. But 
Many days go by. Not a full week yet, but a couple of days. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. You all see in the distance, there is a wagon with one of the wheels. It seems to be broken as if whoever was driving it hit a rock of some kind and it messed up the wheel. All of you see there are three individuals. They all look like merchants of some kind. They have a wagon filled with goods. And you see that three of them are trying to get this wheel back up. And they're about 30 feet away from you. What the party doing? Perceptive. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Oh, God, he's so blind. Bam with a four. My man needs glasses. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eckert with a 12. Kai with a 22. Yolari, you making any perception checks? Yeah, I want to. All right. Let me go ahead and place. Actually, I won't I won't worry about it just yet. Yolar and Kai, uh, as you make perception checks, you see Eckert, they're still pretty far from you, Sam. You can't see much. But Yalar and Kai, you both notice they all look to be humans trying to get this wagon together. You notice two of them are a little older, one slightly younger, probably middle aged. The other two seem to be probably around their late, I'd say, 50s. The middle aged man's about in his mid 40s or so. And they have a box of tools along the side of the road and they're trying to repair the wheels. They seem to be having trouble. Uh, the two of you, you notice, you know, they look human and you notice their age. Uh, they're wearing normal clothing. Again, you do notice there's a lot of goods in their wagon. And it seems like, you know, they're really trying to get this wheel back on before anyone or anything might stumble upon them. Thieves or bandits or whatnot. But that's all you really see. You, you also see the, the wagons being led by two horses. I would say as we walk past them, with unless the, the two... They made the perceptions checked, like, notices anything off. I kind of look over at Eckerd and uh, Sam asks if you think we should lend a hand or she, you th- think we should just keep on our path. With my uh, 12 perception, do you think I could, uh, what I'm thinking of doing, and let me know if I can do this, Ryan. Yeah. What I'm thinking of doing is doing a survival check. I'm looking for signs that this cart that they're using really did lose a wheel and there's some signs of it scuffing into the ground and, and running aground, or if this is a bait. Okay. So go ahead and make the survival check. I'll join you in that. Me too. Alright, so seventeen, eleven, and a fourteen. So Sam and Kai, well with the eleven fourteen, you're still too far to really see much uh regarding that kind of thing. You do notice the most common thing about that, the most obvious is the the kind of people that are out there and what's next to them, but you don't notice any clues like that. Okay. Echo with a 17. You're looking around, you're looking at the wheel. You notice that there is like a gash in one of the sides of the wooden wheels that's kind of tilted off to trying to get it back on. And there's like a broken chunk from it. Uh, you don't really notice too much debris or anything like that along the road. You don't notice like a rock or a ditch that it might have hit, per se, with a 17, but you're just not 100% sure. But you do notice there is like a, a gash in the side of the wheel. He'll just express to everybody, it looks like they've hit something, or something has caused some damage to their wheel, but everyone, I still recommend we stay on guard. We know that those members of Koldara did get ahead of us. It's best to be safe. Eska's going to nod. I completely agree. I do not trust anyone. 
at this point. I know I said I don't trust anyone, yet we've trusted your friend Broxar, but he seems he has proven to be a very trustworthy individual, and I, I trust his soldiers as well. But let us walk past this group with care. Uh, with that, Eckert's going to recommend that we take a wide breath of them. And he just says, Kai, Yalar, keep your eyes on them. Sam, at that point, Eckert's just going to say, if they are legitimate, perhaps we could help. But at this particular point in time, I think for safety, we play it safe. So as Agreed. you walk around, the five soldiers, they're going to look into it. And one of them looks over at you. Allow one of us to go and make sure that they're okay. Now, I know you all have mentioned things you've come across, but if they are indeed just normal travelers, I would like to be able to help them. And one of the guards, the four will go with you guys, but one of them will walk up to the group of individuals. How far are you trying to stay from this group, would you say? Like 30 feet away, 20 feet? Probably 30. Okay. The soldier, the Zogun soldier, walks up to them. He walks up to them and he just speaks out in common. Good day, sirs. And he, he tries to speak out loud enough so you all can hear him. Good day, sirs. How may I help? What kind of misfortune has struck this day on your souls? And you see the younger lad of the three looks up at the outgoing. Perfect timing. Are you with the Zogun military? Our wagon here, we, we hit something in the road. and we Are you able to help us? Our tools aren't working. And the two older gentlemen, they slowly look up at the soldier and then they kind of look to the side and they notice the rest of you kind of tiptoeing around. And the other one, one of the older gentlemen goes, what? Why are your friends walking around like they want to avoid us? Are we? Do we look off? And the soldier looks down at them. No, no, we're just avoiding any anything that might potentially be of an issue. That's all. We're not saying you're an issue, but you know how dangerous these parts are with bandits, monsters, and things. We just want to make sure we're safe. So you will. Let me take a look at that. And he he looks at it. And he just nods. Ah. Looks like something cut into the wheel here. And he's going to look around. I don't know what could have caused this. How, how long ago did this happen? And one of the soldiers looks up. Ah. Or not soldiers. One of the people, guard, guards, the merchants, looks up. Probably a good five minutes or so ago. It, it finally just knocked off the wheel. I don't know what it was. It must have ran something over. And as that's going on, the one of the gentlemen looks up. Well... If you can't help us, can one of your friends help us? And the soldier looks down. Well, this looks like it's a, whatever you're trying to do isn't working. I don't know if I'll be able to help you. He, he waves down the party. Hey, any of you have any experience in repairing wheels? Sadly, not something within my capabilities. Oh, Eskila just shakes her head and she looks at the party. I suggest we just continue on. I know. If they're innocents, I know I know you soldiers here of Zogun have a, a duty here to uphold, but you were advised and ordered to do and follow everything that our group is doing. So I would advise we unfortunately skip attempting to help them this time. 
the soldiers look at each other and they kind of just nod. They were ordered to follow you guys. So none of them really reply out to them. And the soldier that's over there with them, he just shakes his head. I'm sorry, good sirs. None of us are really capable of doing this. But it seems that eventually you'll be able to get it or perhaps someone that can help will come across you on the main roads. You are on a main road. I wouldn't be surprised if other merchants pass by here. You do have my deepest apologies, but we are on a mission. We have to get going. So if you do not mind, then we will. Uh, the One of the older gentlemen... Ugh, it's a damn shame. Well, sorry for bugging you, my dear friends. And the soldier's going to be walking down the main path past them, hopefully meeting back up with you guys. Are you guys going to walk around to meet up with that soldier on the main path? You're going to stay on the side for a bit. I mean, I'm still going to keep a decent breath from them. Okay. Like, yeah, like roundabout till we're a, a, probably about a good 50 meters away from them and they're just going to cut back onto the main path, right? The soldier that was on the main road talked with him. He, he turns around. He begins to walk down the main path to eventually meet up with you. And the other four soldiers, they just shrug. They're like, eh, it's just, you know, there's people having issues. And they begin to walk off, not really paying too much attention to it. The soldier almost kind of stumbles, kind of trips a bit. And he looks down. Ah, damn. Almost fell there. Almost tripped. Can't embarrass myself in front of the others now. And <laughs> as he's walking back towards the group, um, are you guys just going to keep, keep moving forward? Are you watching the merchants? What are you doing? I mean, I have no reason to distress what we saw so yeah you don't you don't really see anything off or fishy um mm -hmm. based off your role we i'm gonna keep an eye on the on the soldier so. okay you see that the, the merchants or the travelers or whatever they go back to their business and they try to get the wheel back on you hear them yelling at each other that's not how it works use the tool like this and you hear one of them go i should have fucking never became a traveling salesman <laughs> and they just cursing at this stubborn wheel. Kai, make me a perception check. 23. You see, Kai, uh, while this is going on, the soldier's walking towards you. The younger gentleman that was of the three, he's having a hard time getting the wheel on. He looks like he's giving up. And he reaches into his bag and pulls out a tool and hands it to one of the older gentlemen. But then he looks over at the soldier that's walking away. And he's just like, oh, you hear him go, wait up, wait up. There's something I forgot to ask you. And he rushes up towards the soldier and the soldier turns around they begin to talk a little bit kai and you see them talking kai you notice with a 23 you notice as the two begin to talk the soldier seems to be you know friendly enough they're just having a conversation you can't hear them at this point the skin of this younger gentleman the merchant it begins to shift and as fast as you could even call out anything to the others you notice his arms burst from his body like wings and as it does so you notice this tail burst from the back of his spine and it pierces the chest of the soldier that's talking to him and as it does so kai you by the time you notice what's going on the tail is lifting this goblin's hobgoblin soldier up off the ground and it has this giant tail piercing his chest, almost instantly killing him as it was pierced through the heart. And as that happens, Kai, what do you do? Damn. <laughs> he said, damn. Hold his ice. I was hoping that if I was paying attention, I could react in time because I knew something like that was going to fucking go down. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that out, and I'm gonna I, I want to shoot that guy with my. Gun. All right. So before we do anything, let's do. We're gonna roll soon. All right. So the turn order is gonna go Kai, which makes sense, Kai, since you're the one that saw this. Yalar, question mark, Sam, Eckert, and then Eska. So Kai, you see this poor soldier that's once one of your allies get pierced and lifted off the ground. You see his body goes limp as it becomes lifeless. And whatever creature this merchant just is transforming into, it shrieks out and throws the poor soldier's body onto the ground next to him. And you all, you notice that there's no saving that. Hobgoblin, he's dead. All right, so you're going to cast Ensnaring Strike as a bonus action. Yeah, I'm on fire. Kai quickly draws his bow, and he shoots. Uh, with an 11, unfortunately, as you go to shoot, you notice the tail flips and spins and knocks your arrow from the sky. Not that one. And the second arrow that you shoot, it pierces this transformed beast in the chest. It's still humanoid. And go ahead and roll your damage of 8 piercing damage. Okay, you are able to pierce him. Kai, do you yell at the others? Because technically, they they don't... They hear the screech, yeah. but... Yeah, as I was... uh Shooting my but like brought my bow up to fire. I was letting everybody know what the, what was going on. At this point, the four hobgoblins with you. They turn around. They just see one of their friends get snuck, and they quickly draw their blades. And they are pissed, and they're just yelling, and they're preparing themselves for combat. Yalar, during this, what are you doing? As soon as I hear the warning, and look over and see what just happened where the hobgoblin got stabbed, I am going to fire a witch bolt at second level and nothing. All right. So you rolled a total of seven, technically a one with a seven total. As you shoot your witch bolt, (laughs) the transformed merchant flaps its wings that were once its arms and it avoids it dodging completely. Do you make any movements? Mm, I didn't think to ask. No. Actually, yeah, I'm going to move. I'm going to move. All right, so you move a little closer towards the enemies, but not too close. Yeah. All right. And at that point, then, the merchant that transforms, he continues to transform. And soon enough, you notice the clothing on him begins to shed. And you see natural, or not natural, you see armor begin to form. It's the armor that the Cold Darnians wear. You've seen it before. On Rashi, the uh, the death, the the tracker of death, it's wearing the same armor, and he looks over towards the party, screeching as his face begins to shift, and it begins to look more of like a wyvern. His wings, which are now his arms, begin to grow larger, and you see this tail flap around, and he has the look of a wyvern, but he's still a humanoid, and he just looks out at the party and yells out. At Eska. Eska! I am here! Bodor, the stinger, shall bring your heart back to a shy, and your friends' heads shall accompany me. You may have bested the Oni, but you shall not best me. It is time to feel poison. He slowly begins to walk towards the party, and he is intimidating. He's large, humanoid. He is walking with what looks to be 
vengeance of some kind. And Yalar, this large humanoid slash wyvern looking creature looks down at you with a grin and he looks down at the turtle. <laughs> a turtle. Interesting that I, Bodo, shall be destroying a turtle this day. It is ironic. It is as what we did to Tioga, the great turtle spirit. And he swiftly swings his tail at you, Yalar, to strike you with it. What is your AC? With my shield, it's 19. 19? He's going to hit you with his tail. Uh, I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> All right. So you have rolled a nine. You failed your constitution saving throw. As you are pierced by the tail, the stinger, you will be taking a damage. Let me roll here. You will be taking four points of piercing damage. I'm sorry, eight points of piercing damage. And because you failed your constitution saving throw, you feel poison seeping into your body. So after the eight points of damage, you now take 18 points of poison damage. 18. So minus eight and then minus 18. Correct. Eesh. Six damage. And as that happens, the wyvern beast just, just laughs at you. And then goes down to bite you in the neck. That's going to hit. That's going to be... I rolled pretty low. I rolled really low. That's going to be five points of damage. Meanwhile, as this is going on, the other two merchants that were back at the wagon, they look up at what's going on. They stand up from their positions and they all are all both of them. I should say the both of them. They shed their skin and they look like they are fairly common soldiers of Koldar. They don't shift into a giant beast like Bodo. However, they have this rocky-like texture all around their skin, and they both come around to try and flank the party. As they rush out, they both have long swords that they draw. And as this goes on, the four hobgoblins at this time, I'm going to say the hobgoblins go at the same time as the enemies, uh, or after the enemies, the hobgoblins, they quickly draw their blades and they rush towards the two that are attempting to flank you. And you just see these Koldarian soldiers, they begin to battle against the Zogun soldiers, two versus four. Uh, the four, uh, the four of you see though that the, the hobgoblins are well trained, very versed at fighting, but they're having difficulty piercing some of the armor, the skin like armor that's on these individuals but they're not going down without a fight and you see that the two or the four of them are fighting these two keeping them busy for the party to focus on the beast at hand sam what are you doing you just see a get struck by this stinger and bit what are you doing so a stealth going stealth would that count as like an action bonus action that would be stealthing here would be your action okay so if i even if you attempted to stealth, he knows you're there, and there's nothing mm-hmm. really to hide in, so it wouldn't necessarily help you at all because he he knows you're there. Okay. Now, if you were able to hide somewhere, like like if you're in a building and you hid behind like a wall, and he lost vision of you, then you'd have a better opportunity at doing something. But because you're in an open field, there's nowhere to really hide, and he okay. already knows you're there. It's going to be almost impossible to really hide from him. 
Okay. Well, I want to I want to move to about right here to about his right hip as he's focused on Yalar. Okay. Um, I ha- uh, I already have my dagger. I mean, my rapier. I want to hit him. All right. That's my action. So you're about five feet from Yalar, and you rush towards this this bodo. I should have advantage, don't I? Cause, well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, you have advantage with a fifteen. You are able to hit. Okay. For a five. And then I want to, since I have, there's an enemy within five meters yeah, of him. Sneak attack damage. I want to do that, which yep. would be a one. There we go. For 13 points of sneaking damage. Nice. And then um, you said I can, like, as I have, like, a as bonus action. a bonus action, action yes. Yep. You I can, can choose to disengage. Yes, correct. And that will give me freedom of... Moving <clears throat> away without him getting an attack. Whatever the remaining movement you have left. Okay. So I can, I want to disengage and move, maybe move. Well, no, I want to just disengage. Or, well, never mind. I'll just stay here. Never mind. I'll okay. just do the damage and if you're do not the disengage, Why don't you just poke him with the dagger real quick? That could oh, be yeah. a bonus action. I, I forgot about that. Yep. Thanks for reminding me. I thought I had to be stealth to do that. No. Nope. Right, 19 hits. Four more piercing damage. You are able to pierce him with your rapier and your dagger. And as you do so, he looks over at Sam. And he just snickers at you with this wyvern-looking face. <laughs> you dare pierce a bottle, the stinger will allow you to taste poison next, fool. Eckerd, you see what's going on. What are you doing? Eckerd is going to move. So you go behind the guy. Yep, he's gonna use. Uh, he's gonna stay at a little bit of a reach uh, so that he can take advantage of that. He's not a untrained fighter by any stretch of the imagination. And what he does is he, it always seems that anytime we get an itty bitty bit of rest, I'm stuck here having to fight your lizard asses. I'm starting to get frustrated. And he is, he's very upset at this particular point. Um, So what he is going to do is he is going to unleash an attack. Then he is going to action surge and he is going to cast a heal on Yalar. Okay. So we are going to guiding bolt onto the actual the creature. Um, this will be at advantage. So we got a 17 yep. to hit. Yep, that'll hit. All right. And that is going to deal 10 radiant damage. All right. But now the next attack that's made against him will be made with advantage regardless. Okay. On the next attack. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, from anybody who attacks him next. And okay. with that, he will then use his... Uh, he will go ahead and cast a spell. He doesn't need to action surge just yet because the spell that he's casting is a bonus action. Oh, he's right. going to cast Healing Word on Yalar. He's going to cast Healing Word at second level. So you'll get 2d4 plus 4 back. So there's going to be 8 hit points back, Yalar. All right, perfect. And as you do so, the wyvern humanoid looks over his shoulder at Eckerd. A cleric, I see. Uh, at this point, it's now Eska's turn, and she is fairly pissed as well. She's tired of this, tired of having to run, and she's just going to yell out at uh, Bodo, and she is going to cast Scorching Ray. Three, diff- three different rays. The first one's at first advantage. The first one's at advantage. That will hit. The second one hits, and she shoots a third ray of Scorching Ray, and that will hit as well. You see three of these Scorching Rays slam into this enemy, 
And as it does so, it's going to deal 8 plus 8, so 16 plus 11. Damn! Dude, <laughs> holy shit. You guys are really mad about not getting very much rest. <laughs> 27, uh, 27 points of fire damage slam against this wyvern humanoid. And Bodo just takes it all in as his armor begins to become scorched with smoke. And he looks over at Eska. <laughs> I was told you were a feisty one. Your scorching rays will not save you, young one. And now it is Kai's turn. What are you doing, Kai? Down one and fire twice. Let's go. That hits. Pew! Second one will miss, <laughs> but the first one deals nine points of piercing. Thank damage. God we don't have a cruel DM. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a there's a reason I moved move down one. You know, well, shit, your Lord would have <laughs> no, your Lord would have an arrow in his ass arrow, right now. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so the enemy. Uh, at that point, Kai, do you make any movements or are you staying where you're at? Uh, I'm gonna stay right here. All right, Yalar, what are you doing, man? Is Luna still resting? Oh yeah, she is. Okay. I wasn't sure how many days passed. This hasn't been a full week, so she's still negative stats. It's been like six days. <laughs> um, bonus action, I will draw out my shadow blade. And for my action, it's going to do Vampire vampiric touch. touch. So you have to make a melee spell attack against a creature within reach. So go ahead and attack this Bodo, the stinger. And I will... Wow. You don't want to use your quarter no, it's not because your quarterstaff is not using your spell attack bonus. Oh, okay. Roll me, a, uh, roll me a d20 plus, I think your spell attack modifier is your wisdom, right? So roll a d20 plus whatever your wisdom okay. is. Oh, uh, wisdom. <laughs> you're, you're not going to hit regardless of the two. No. No. All right. Oh, Yalar. You're not able to. Yalar, you're just so jumbled up by getting stung and bit that you're not able to pull this off. <laughs> do you do anything else? Do you make any movements? No, I can't because without provoking, okay, I might withdraw in my shell here in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is now Bodo's turn. Bodo quickly realizes what's going on, and he sees Eckert, and he just snickers. <laughs> I'm no fool. He takes a step back towards you, Eckert, and as he does, so he swings around his wings. As he's about to attempt to hit you, his tail comes crashing towards you, Eckert. And I'm going to make a roll. I rolled a 23. Does that hit you, Eckert? Yep, the first one will hit. All right, so you'll be taking. So the first, the tail's piercing damage will deal you seven points of piercing damage. And the pull, or make me a constitution saving throw. 14. 14, and that is not high enough. Oh, no. And you're going to be taking the poison damage, which is going to be 15 points of poison damage. <gasps> Waving poison. Yes. And as he pierces you with the tail, he pulls his stinger back and he just grins at Eckert. And he laughs and then he goes and attempts to bite you as well, Eckert. And I rolled a 19. I don't know if that's high enough. Uh, 19 just hits. Okay. So the 19 is going to deal 11 points of damage. Oh. Bastard. As, oh. as that's going on, the other two, they are still battling the four hobgoblins. And uh, the other hobgoblins are doing their best to stay up. You notice that one of the hobgoblins is struck down and is now three versus two. 
Sam, what are you doing? I'm going to do the same thing. I want to take a step up, swing my uh, rapier. All right, you have this guy surrounded, so you have advantage. So rapier will hit for 20. That will hit for 10 points. Nice. Okay. And you also get your sneak attack because you have advantage on this attack for nine points of sneak attack damage. And then you also have your dagger if you decide to use that. And that will hit with advantage. Two. Okay, so two more points of damage. You're piercing mm-hmm. the wyvern creature in the back again, and he just kind of hisses out. So 21 damage. Let's go. And he's, he's pretty hurt. Eckerd, you just took so much damage. What are you doing? You notice one of the other hobgoblins falls from behind because you're facing their way. It's now three hobgoblins against two Koldarians, but you are more worried about the current man that's in front of you. What are you doing? Uh, so just as clarification point, my last round, I did not action surge uh, because I could do both of those things. So um, what I'm going to do this time is I am going to focus on getting an action surge going. So he is going to go ahead and by Penella's grace, my final shot. 18. Okay, 18 hits. Let's go with right. the guiding bolts this time. Yeah. About time. Yeah, you were missing with the Oni. All right. 11 radiant damage. You shoot a radiant bolt into his chest and his armor bursts open. And you see under his armor is the scaly-like flesh. Ah. You're like a hard candy. We just need to crack you open to get inside to the chewy nougat. And I'll strike him with, I'll do an action surge and strike him with my halberd. That will hit. For, for 13, 13 slashing, slashing damage. damage. Max fucking damage. Hell Let's go. Yeah. All right, so you're able to do so, and you begin to draw some blood from him. Uh, with that, he'll just simply say, be on your guard. Eska sees this, and again, she is going to cast another Scorching Ray with three. She does not have advantage, unfortunately, on this. So, uh, wow, unfortunately, all three bolts miss. Oh. See, as Ooh. she goes to shoot, he... He quickly learns that she's going to shoot again. and The first one will hit because he has... Uh, oh, no, I use the advantage. Yeah, never mind, never mind. The wyvern grows weary of Eska's fire, scorching rays, and he's able to dodge all of them this time around. But she is going to stick to where she's at. Kai, it is now your turn. Kai with his trusty bow. Pumping out the jam. Nice, 23 will hit for 6 piercing damage. And the 17 will also hit for 9 piercing damage. Nice. Your two arrows pierce where his armor was broken thanks to Eckert, and you see that your arrows are now piercing him in the chest. He's not dead. But he's You're hurt. starting to look like a porcupine more ah. than you look like any type of waver. And at that point, you'll Kai, anything else from you? I'm holding here. Okay. Yalar, it's now you. Alright, I'm going to take a few steps back. And I am going to blast this guy with uh, an Eldritch Blast. 16 will hit. Go. Oof. For nine, okay. Nine damage. Don't you get a second Eldritch Blast, or you only have one at your level? Uh, I think he has two. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. So just do it again? Yep, just do it again. I'll double check for you just in case. That one won't hit regardless. But yeah, if you want, double check for that, Jake. All right, now if Yalar's not doing oh. anything else. That, that was my bonus action. No, you get two rays with Eldritch Blast. It is now the Wyvern's turn. Bodo, he looks down at Eckerd and he is not dumb. He knows the healer is always 
the member that keeps the party up, and he's going to keep going at you, Eckerd. Let's go, you beast. And what happens is he quickly begins to flap his wings, and as he does so, he lifts off the ground slightly, and he attacks you with one of his claws, which are now his feet. And okay. I rolled... Uh, so he's not leaving my attack range. No, no, range. he's just... Flying up a little bit. Okay. Just so he can attack you with his claws on his feet. And that, oof, that is a 25. That will hit. Uh, so right. I'm sitting at a 20 right now. Okay. Nine points of slashing damage. Ugh. And his tail, again, comes to try and pierce you. Oh, God, 24. Yeah, that'll hit. All right, so piercing damage is going to be five points of piercing damage. And make me a constitution saving throw. Rolled pretty well. 21. That's, that's good. You're able to take half as much damage on this because of the poison. Eight points of poison damage. Ooh, ooh, it hurts. And as this is going on, the three goblinoids are fighting for their lives, and you see two of them are able to strike down one of the Koldarian soldiers. It is now three versus one in the background. Sam, what are you doing? Oh, is he still up in the air? It's very slightly. He's not really, like, in the air, but he's kind of, like, floating because he's flying. Or he's kind of just... He's, like... A couple inches. <laughs> okay, so I can still hit him. Okay. Yeah. So would I have advantage because, well, yeah, I have advantage. You have advantage, advantage, yes. Because he's within five. Thou hit. You're able to hit okay. with your rapier again. Boom. Advantage is pretty nice. Yeah, except for I'm doing shitty damage. Uh, you roll those d6s now. Five piercing damage plus your three d6 sneak attack <laughs> for seven. All right. And you attack with your dagger again. Ooh. Uh, dagger's not going to hit. Okay. All right. So twelve points of damage. Not bad. <clears throat> Sam, you stay your ground. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand my ground. Okay, Eckert, you are hurt. What are you doing? All right. So Eckert is going to take a five foot step. As he takes his five foot step, he is going to cast a spell. The spell that he is going to cast is prayer. Uh, no, no, he's not. He is going to go ahead and place hands on himself and he is going to cast Cure Wounds at second level. That'll be my last second level spell that I can cast today. I was expecting it to roll die, but apparently it's not gonna. <laughs> oh, there we go. There you go. All right. Now I do get a bonus to this for my class with Disciple of Life. I also heal an additional amount of two plus the spells level. So, okay. uh, so I'm getting an additional four, four and four is eight, eight and six is 14 hit points. Okay. So technically just doubled my health. We'll take what we can get. Yep. Um, that's right. a, my move. That is my action for my bonus action. I don't really have one. I'll just simply call out to him and just go, come on, beast. If that's all that you've got. I'll still swipe you down from the air. All right. With that, Eska, she is going to cast a different spell this time. Lightning begins to form around her hands as she shoots out a witch bolt. And with the witch bolt, she is able to strike the wyvern for nine points of lightning damage. And there's now a chain of lightning that's stuck on Bodo. And he takes lightning damage of nine. Kai, it is now your turn. My bow again. All right. Nine, unfortunately, will not hit. The 16 will for five piercing damage. 
Nice. He yells out in pain, and Bodo almost seems like he's about to drop to a knee, but he's able to catch himself and just looks over at Kai in anger. At this point, Kai, unless you make any movements, it'll be Yilar's turn. I am going to try Witchbolt again. Second level. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> that will Turning hit. him into a Tesla coil. <laughs> that will hit. <laughs> For eight lightning damage. Cast it at second level, so you... Oh, you, never mind. It did roll 2d12 for you. All right, so eight lightning damage. Remember, the next attack, if you continue with pull, it's automatic damage. You don't have to roll to hit. Let's fry this fucker. <laughs> yeah. All right, it is now his turn. He just yells out from the lightning. Ah, how dare you? I grow tired of this. And he's going to five-foot step uh, towards Eckerd and Kai. So he's kind of in the middle of Sam, Kai, and Eckerd right now. But he doesn't step far enough away for Sam to get an attack of opportunity. And he goes ham on Eckerd. He wants to take down the healer. Really bad. Sorry, Jake, but nothing against you, Jake. But this this soldier knows that the healer is the most important member. <laughs> I rolled a 20. You said you had a 20? Yeah, 20 will hit. That'll hit with his claw for nine points of slashing damage. <clears throat> All right, here's the big one. It's the, the stinger. He swings his tail around to try and pierce you. I will take you out with me, cleric. I'll see you Fuck. on the other side. Fuck, 25, bro. Yeah, that's it. All right, make me a con save first. And then I'll, I'll do the piercing damage now. Piercing damage is going to do... Is I ain't making that save. Oh, fuck. Seven points of damage. Roll low. All right, here we go. It's going to be... 17 points of damage. I am down. Oh. All right. So, Eckerd, you see, or everyone else, you see Bodo, the stinger. He stabs Eckerd through the chest, through Eckerd's armor as the poison begins to seep into his body. And then you see his claw come and slash into him. Eckerd just goes unconscious. You see your ally drop to the ground. And the Bodo, the wyvern humanoid, begins to laugh. <laughs> Who is next? And at this point, the three goblinoids that are fighting the last Kodarian soldier up behind you guys, you see the Kodarian soldier. He is able to spin and slices the throat of one of the goblinoids, leaving two of the five goblinoids there fighting this guy. Sam, what are you doing? All right, on what scale of one to fucked up, how fucked up is this guy? You can make me a medicine check to see. Nice. What your guess would be. A 13. So you're looking at him. You see arrows are sticking out of his body. He's got two lightning bolts connected to him. He's he's hurt. You, you saw that he almost dropped to a knee thanks to Kai's attack. And he's... You have a feeling he's he's on death's doorstep fairly soon, according to your opinion. All right. So I'm going to stand next to Sam. Or uh, Eckerd. I'm going to take a swing of my rapier. Remember, you don't have advantage now because Eckerd is unconscious. Oh, uh, okay. So. And Kai is not within five feet of Eckerd. Or, I mean, the enemy. So I didn't hit. The 13 will miss and the 12 will miss, unfortunately. You need a 14. Okay. So I don't have. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. The rapier. I was reading the medicine. The rapier misses. You still have your dagger. Okay. So I want to hit with my. That will hit. Can I use my sneak attack? Unfortunately, you can't because you don't have advantage on this attack. Okay, and then for my 
last bonus I want, I mean, for my bonus action, I want to. Dagger is the bonus action, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Your bonus yeah, is yeah. already done. Yes. Oh yeah. shit! I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, I was yeah, gonna give. Uh, yeah. I was gonna give Eckert a potion, but I didn't know that I. Okay, never mind. You're fine. You're fine. Eckert, roll me a death saving throw. All right, that's one. That's one succeed. Uh, one success out of three. Mm-hmm, uh, Eska is going to continue the automatic damage with her Witch Bolt, and she deals nine points of lightning damage. At this point, he drops to a knee in pain. <laughs> Kai, you see Eckerd fall right next to you. Now, I'm assuming you're not liking this after Luna passing and having to be brought back to life. What are you doing? All right, I'm going I'm to put a potion in Eckerd's mouth. Okay, so you're right next to him. Okay, go ahead and roll. 4d4 plus 4 if you're using the greater for uh, 15 points of HP. Eckerd heals up. He kind of arouses to you putting that. It's been some time since I've seen stars like that. (laughs) Get up, old man. I have a debt to pay. Can't be leaving you here. Oh, he knows cure wounds. He's healing as well. Okay. I'll take a heal. (laughs) Kai, all right. So 1d8 plus your skull, Cassie. Mod, so that's a four. Eight more. All right, there you go. Eight more HP to Eckerd. Yalar, are you going to continue with your automatic yeah. attack? Okay. I'm going to continue with that. All right, so roll a d12. Uh, it's only a d12. So uh, eight points of damage. You continue, and the wyvern beast drops to both of his knees now. And you see some of the scales on his body begin to chip off and or become fried, I should say. His wings begin to tear. As the lightning is basically tearing his body apart, but he's still up. He's really hurt, though. Fry a bastard! <laughs> <laughs> All right. At this time, he is in, on both knees, so he's just going to attack whoever he can that's next to him. He's going to swing for Sam, and Sam, he's swinging his, his tail at you. I wrote an eighteen. Does that hit you, Sam? That will. I have a fifteen. All right, and as he pierces you with his stinger, that's going to deal. Uh, seven points of piercing damage. And then you need to make me a constitution saving throw. In constitution. All Let's right. Go. You take half damage. And you will be taking... This would be poison damage, by the way. Half of... 14. So seven, seven plus point, what? Seven points of poison damage. What was the first, tail attack? Se- seven. So 14 altogether. Now, if I use this, does that count for all of it, or does it only count per hit? You see, uncanny dodge. When an attacker that can see hits you with an attack, you use your reaction to half the attack's damage, which is only one attack. All right, so either way, I'll just do it on one. So would it be, It'd be, th- would it be three or four? Round up. So four. So four. So I'd do basically 10 damage. Okay. All right. Or it would do 10 damage. Yep. And uh, as that happens, he attempts to bite you because you're the closest to him. And that is a 16. I don't know if that's high enough for you. Yep. Uh, oh, okay. So the bite will be eight points of damage. Oof. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and as this is going on, the two goblinoids in the back, they're struggling with this last Koldarian. But uh, if anyone looks over, you notice the two of them are able to finally take down the second Koldarian soldier. And the two goblinoids are breathing heavily. 
and you notice that two of their allies or three of their allies have been struck down at this point. And the two of them look at you and they're going to try and rush towards you to help. They're not able to get through this round. It is now Sam's turn. How dare you bite me, you fucker. <laughs> you have uh, advantage again. Yes. So 25 hits or eight piercing damage. Jeez. And then sneak attack. Yep. 3d6. Oof. Uh, for 10 sneak attack damage. And do you attack with your dagger as a bonus? That will hit. You're rolling so good. <laughs> so four. Yeah. Four. Tear down, Sam! Yeah, so 22 damage total. How do you kill Boldo? I want to kick him in the chest, knock him on the ground, and stick my rapier right underneath his, like in his throat. Okay. Through his throat. So as you do so, you quickly are able to kick him down, and you pierce his throat as blood begins to gush from his neck. Eckerd, you see some of this blood hit your armor because you're right on the ground next to him. And as he does, he looks over at Eska as he tries to speak out. Ah, ah, you are not safe. Malu the Wicked knows you are here and is already waiting for you, Eska. And I take my dagger and just stick it in him to stop talking. All right. So as you do so, you're able to take this wyvern man's life. His body grows limp and he lies there on the ground bleeding out. Sam does a happy dance because he finally killed something. <laughs> finally finished something. <laughs> Eckert gets to his feet. He hit incredibly hard. Thank you for the pickup, Kai. And Sam, thank you as well. Oh, gentlemen, I'm so sorry to see you've lost a few of yours. And Eckert's going to kind of tend to them and get them uh, healed up while kind of holding the side of his head. Mm-hmm. From the, the amount of like hard blows he was taking from this thing. <laughs> That's fine. But you all do notice, though, it took four of the Hobgoblin soldiers to take out two of the normal Koldarian soldiers. They didn't even transform. They just had tough skin, basically, to protect their bodies. So you get a general idea of like the weakest of the Koldarian soldiers uh, are still fairly strong soldiers. To give you an idea of the power behind Koldar. And the two hobgoblins that are left out of the five, they're, they're, they can't believe what they just saw, what they just fought. They've never seen someone transform into a, a wyvern-like creature before, let alone fight soldiers that were able to have basically stone skin. As you tend to their wounds, what's everyone else doing? Eska's kind of just standing there. I'll explain what she's doing after everyone else. Sam's going to that carriage that they had that had all that crazy loot in it, and he is going to see if there's anything worth anything inside of it. Okay. Make me investigation check. Anybody else want to join me in sharing the loot? I'm healing myself. Ah, I gotta, I gotta get my stuff back up. All right, twenty-two. Let's go. All right, Kai and Sam, you quickly make your way back towards that wagon to see if there's anything of use. Uh, as you're going through the wagon, in the back of the wagon, it's covered up completely. You notice there are three dead merchants inside the wagon. Unfortunately. Yeah. And with the three dead bodies, they seem to be somewhat fresh. However, inside there, there are a lot of goods that were sticking out that you guys noticed. A lot of the goods were kind of sticking out of up from outside the tarp when you walked by. But there is about 300 gold coins in the wagon. And there seems to be some scrolls 
that are wrapped up. You're not sure what they are. There's some scrolls for use. And there is also some potions lying inside there. Two potions of greater healing. Okay. And there is also a chest inside the wagon. And as you open the chest... I'm not opening the chest. That guy can open that chest. Okay. (laughs) All right. I just whip it right open. Uh, He's scarred. (laughs) The 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 chest opens right up. It's not a mimic. <laughs> God. <laughs> and as you look into the chest, you notice there are some valuable gems, some jewelry that altogether you would assume is worth about a hundred gold coins. But also inside of that chest, there is an amulet that shines slightly different than all the other pieces of jewelry. It has kind of a a sheen to it that it just catches your attention. 17 on Arcana, you're trying to sense if there's magic. There is magic uh, uh, coming from that amulet. You're just not sure what. All right, so I would say for me, what I want to do is, of course, we should take like the potions, uh, well, the gold. I would like to see with, this is just me speaking, if the gold go split up, but mostly to the people that were... Uh, putting money towards bringing you Luna back. The potions will just divvy up to whoever has the least amount and, or we could use them for the people that took damage here. But the, I would say the scrolls and that the amulet, we should probably bring to Eska's attention. Okay. And see if she can sense anything from it or, well, your is pretty or not. Yeah. Your Laura and Eckerd are pretty versed in magic. So I know that they might be able to figure something out, kind of give a, give us an idea of what it is. Okay. There's no weapons or anything no, on there? No, no weapons. Damn it. No big uh, plus-size cloaks? Nope, nothing like that. <laughs> about like a plus 800 legendary bow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you go to show the items to Eska, Sam, I'm assuming you're doing that now? Yeah. Uh, as you go up to Eska, she's just standing there. She hasn't said anything or done anything since the enemy fell, but as you reach her, you see that she has like this this look on her face, like shock, like she looks somewhat terrified. She's beginning to sweat on the side of her face. Why do you look so bothered? She doesn't hear you at first, but after a couple of seconds, she looks up at you and she just mentions the name that Bodo the Stinger mentioned before passing. Bodo mentioned Mawu the Wicked. That is a Koldarian soldier that is directly under the command of Emperor Ball, one of the mightiest soldiers I've ever seen and I have ever faced, and I know what he is capable of. We cannot fight such a thing. Bodu said he is here. We, we, cannot, we cannot stand around. If he knows where we're at, we, we have to go. This is not safe. We have to go now. She is legit terrified. I'm going to holler for Eckerd. I know he's tending to the wounds of the, the people that are stricken down and, and things like that, but uh, I think that it should be to his attention that she's, she's so frantic. Eckerd, I think it's time for you to come over here. Yes, I'm here to help. What, what, what's the problem? She seems to be scared of, of, of what that uh, dragonborn or wavering beast, uh, the name that he had he'd given us. She looks over at Eckerd, Mawu the Wicked, one of the soldiers who, who reports to Emperor Ball himself, one of the mightiest soldiers that I have ever come across. He is not anything like the ones we have fought. Mawu is, is dangerous beyond anything we have fought so far. All of the soldiers we have fought combined 
do not stand a chance against Mawu the Wicked. We we have to go now. If he knows where we're at, we are not safe. You can tell she is extremely frantic and she is sweating like she is terrified, legit terrified of whoever this Mawu the Wicked is. He wants to put his hand on her shoulder in a reassuring way. Let her know that we'll do anything we can. Okay. As you do so, she she looks at Kai and she just nods to him. Yes. Yes, we cannot fail. This mission is of utmost importance. We, we, we must make it to Gar's watch no matter the cost. And with that, she, she looks at Sam. You're holding the items and she sees that uh, you have some scrolls and amulet. I'm assuming you wish to know what these do. Uh, allow me to decipher them when we when we stop to camp. We We can't waste much time here. If he knows where we're at, this is a dangerous place to be standing around. Oh, uh, okay, so thought. Should we take the amulet with us? Or is it a trap? Like a tracking amulet? Either mm. You have no idea. You just know there's magic emanating from it. <laughs> okay. That's up to you, Sam. Mm. Eska just says, leave it or, or keep it. It is up to you. Uh, I'll decipher it once we've, once we've uh, gotten to a place where we can rest. Okay, Here well, is not safe. I'll give the uh, I'll give the scrolls to Eska and just uh, okay. give us a reading for the road, and then I'll toss the amulet to Eckerd, see what he can think of it, and then also give him the bag of gold, and then and, and the potions, pretty much everything that we found besides the scrolls. Okay. Potions in the bag of gold, three hundred. Uh, Eska, okay, all right, I'll hold that. Well, I still owe you, old man. So my gold is your gold. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I appreciate anything you provide me. But with that being said, I am all for making haste. Uh, that one alone was strong. If we have another one that is of anywhere near similar power, I want to get as far away from it as possible. Eska, she's going to turn and she's going to uh, sheath her katana and make haste. And again, she is, she is legitimately worried at this point. And as she's walking away, she explains to you that Mawu the Wicked is the the commander that led the army to conquer her nation of Aloria. He is a commander at some level. She knows him to be the weakest of Emperor Ball's commanders. However, that does not mean he is weak whatsoever. She explains she has personally met Mawu, and it was him that killed the commanders and the leaders of Aloria, her nation, and basically forced her people into slavery and to become soldiers and assassins for the nation of Koldar. And he is also the one that was in charge of holding everyone's families in danger as a leverage to the soldiers of Aloria. If they were not to fight for Koldar, their families would be killed in front of them. So oh, he is a very dangerous man with oh, no, no, uh, no remorse for, for the things he's done. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. All right. And with that, we will end this episode of Taverns and Caverns Side Stories, everyone. Thank you so much. Oh, we made it. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Caverns and Caverns. Before we go, you can follow me on Twitter at HaphazardDM. Yeah, uh, my name is Jake Life. You can find me on Twitter at JKLife. You can also find me on Instagram at the same. Yeah, I'm Rod, also Rodimus. 
I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and plug my uh, social media. Maybe it uh, might encourage me to actually use it more. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, Rodimus83 and on Twitter at Rodimus7901. And I'm Patrick. Thank you, App, again for having us and inviting us to this. And you can find me on Twitch at Casper, spelled with a K, uh, the Wicked, W-I-K-I-D. And you can also find me on Twitter and the same thing. I'm Mark. Thank you, Pat, for letting me experience my first time on D&D. I actually quite enjoyed myself, even though I was quiet for the most part. But, uh, <laughs> I have nothing to plug in social media wise. All right, cool. Well, no problem. That's okay. But those are all of our players. You can find them all the Twitter or Instagram handles that they've mentioned. And again, you can find Taverns and Caverns at tavernscaverns.com or Taverns Caverns on Twitter. Thank you so much, everyone, and you all have a wonderful day or night.